When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Obviously, I'm not Tom. I'm Bob Sansevier. Tom is taking a personal day, but the show will go on with... Crofty Basham, MD, the Hackmaster. Andy Ram Bernard. Cassie Schrader. Now, I just wanted to ask all of you, because I've been on, uh, probably shouldn't be on different forms of social media, but the reaction to this summit meeting... Well, we have to go to break first. Oh, I'm going to get that reaction once we get back from break. break. How's that for a setup? (laughs) Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We are back. Again, I'm Bob Sansevier. The good doctor's here. Andy, and now i got to ask you, how's it going? You, oh, it's going you, you great. look like you're doing a great job. you got everything figured out. Yep, I mean, I'm still kind of, there's a learning curve. Cassie's all but... over it like a cheap suit. <laughs> I was going to say a cheap skirt, but that would be inappropriate. A microaggression, huh? Who do you, wait a minute, who do you think you are, Bill Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> Did you. you see his comment? No. Uh, what's oh, his comment? Oh, my, oh, my goodness. Poor man. He, uh, well, he, you know. The comment, I'll, I'll give you the background on it. Did, did you all see Mad Men? Were you familiar with it? I'm familiar with About it, About an yes. ad agency from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. The comment that he made was like they went to some of these guys today and said, well, when you kind of did this, it wasn't that sort of an inappropriate thing to say? And this is, uh, uh, this is probably what you would, uh, you'd wind up hearing one of them saying. This, again, is our former president, Bill Clinton. Well, I think the norms have really changed in terms of what you can do to somebody against their will. Oh. This is Uh. Bill Clinton saying this. 
We have Kristen. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Kristen, how are you? I'm Bob Sansevier. Uh, Tom is taking a personal day. So we, we certainly want to jump into, I was going to go, I don't know if you heard the comment from Bill Clinton before we get into, because uh, out in Hollywood they have probably have a few people who think that way. Um, did you hear the um, comment? Last week, the recent one or last week when no, the, he was up with on the Today Show? No, the one that said, I think the norms have really changed in terms of what you can do to somebody against their will. That one. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah, it's not <laughs> a smart thing to say. Well, in Hollywood, I'm sure that you know there's a lot, of, a lot of men that believe that, which is why there's a a Me Too movement. Mm. Um, so, what is uh, what's happening in Hollywood? Is there any? What's the hot story in Hollywood right now? Is there one, or is the Roseanne stuff has pretty much died down? Right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is that is totally died down. I mean, the only thing is, like, are they going to do the spinoff? They're kind of at a point where they're thinking maybe it'll happen, um, but of course they're going to focus in on. Um, you know, Sarah Gilbert's character, Darlene, and John Goodman and things like that. But are people going to tune in? Do people tune in for Roseanne, or did they tune in for other reasons? I wouldn't tune in to watch it, because that's not the show. I mean, it's like Archie's place. Yeah, uh, He was the star, but Gene Stapleton oh. was such a big part of it. Who cared that he was now in a bar? Yeah, yeah but then you had the show Valerie from the 80s. And which was Harper. a spinoff of which I didn't watch. No, no, it wasn't a spinoff. Valerie was just a, its own set alone show, and then Valerie Harper got kind of hard to deal with, so they killed her off on the series, and then Sandy Duncan took over, and it became mm. the Har- Hogan, family. Hogan family. And that Hogan went on family, for like yeah. another five or six seasons. Can't watch either popular. one of them. That's yeah. why I'm confused by it. I can't think of the only spinoff that I really liked was Frasier. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah Frasier was mm. pretty good. That's a great show. Oh, I thought you. I thought Kristen didn't like it. <laughs> you were going. Oh no, down no, it. that was a great show. Kelsey Grammer's a, a nut job, but I do. Think the is. show was fantastic, and it was a great ensemble cast as well. Like he had amazing people around him. Mm-hmm. So it just made to me it was one of the most perfect sitcoms of its time. Well, if anyone has an excuse for being insane, it's Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. His life what a has crazy been life. pretty tough. What a like tragedy. Every like, family so member has been tragedy. murdered. And yeah. Just, is that right? Yeah. He had a bunch of, yeah, a couple of his family members were murdered. And, yeah, his, well, his sister was raped, then murdered. Oh. And uh, then I think his brother was murdered as well. Um, and then, of course, he had some sort of not great relationship with his parents. You know, it's just, yeah. He had drug problems. And drug uh, problems, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, also understandable. Yeah, and he's not very good about staying faithful in his marriages either, so that's another issue. Why get so married? Had, I think he's had four marriages altogether. Like, in that case, why get married? If you're I too messed up know, to get honestly. married, then just don't. Well, Kristen, let me ask you, who holds the record? Is it Elizabeth Taylor or Mickey Rooney for ma- most marriages Ooh. in Hollywood? Or is there someone current I'm not even thinking of? Here we go. Kim Kardashian's on a good roll. I mean, she's on marriage number what three yeah, yeah she's that's not even close three. To we'll number... see what happens with kanye i think eight. Um, oh jennifer lopez jennifer lopez has had one two three what three she's had the, what three, three or four three yeah, is nothing my sister's yeah. on number three she's an amateur three's nothing three's three nothing seems like a lot i mean i got i did not get married at like the normal time when everyone's like oh i'm 30 let me get married and so i always think i'm like three sounds like a lot i can't well, imagine yeah. being married to three people to a normal person three is a lot see honey but three to is a, a lot, celebrity so don't aim for that <laughs> two is good for you just stop it too the i'll give you a hint yeah. uh, there are two number ones tied with nine marriages oh my god mickey okay, rooney Elizabeth right? taylor had eight so it's not her what, was Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney is number three. Tied what? with several people, actually, wow. at eight. Who would, I can't even imagine who it would have been if it wasn't Mickey Rooney or Elizabeth Taylor. Right. Uh, yeah, they're both at eight. Uh, neither of them will surprise you, I don't think. Well, one of them, I don't even know who she is, Jennifer O'Neill. Jennifer O'Neill? She yeah. played Bernadette in A Song of Bernadette, didn't she? Mm. Wasn't that her? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Separate yeah, yeah, yeah. Septuagenarian <laughs> actress. Right there. there we go. Uh, and then number one, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, yeah, Which, you're right. Oh, yeah, of course. Boring. Yeah. And she had longevity, too. <laughs> but that's a big part of it. She lived to 100. Although yeah. Olivia de Havilland is 101, I don't even know if she's been married. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, Zsa Zsa was 99. Holy cow. Almost 100. Barely didn't make it. If you don't want, look up Olivia de Havilland. See how many husbands she's had. Olivia de Havilland. De Havilland. 
You don't know Olivia de Havilland? She was in Captain Blood in 1935. She was 18. We're, 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 we're deep into the 20th century. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> that's it, huh? Yeah. Well, there is, she's be, 101. Yeah, that, she's alive still. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, she's suing that uh, feud TV show because of the way they represented oh, her. Oh, that's okay. That was such a good TV Who show. Who played too. her in that series? That was Catherine... Um, uh, Michael Isn't Douglas's Sarandon wife. And oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. The one he gave her the STD too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, no, she gave him throat cancer. Oh, yeah, because of... Because well, they of, got even with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened. Olivia got married first yeah, at nice. 30, and then she got remarried when she was 40, and then she hasn't been married since 1979. So I guess she decided marriage isn't for her. Good. Oh, good for yeah, her. good. I mean, in 1979, she was. 63. That's why she lived to be 101. <laughs> she doesn't have all that stress of marriage <laughs> on her shoulders. Honestly, that's probably no, part of it. No, they say if you're single, you actually have a shorter lifespan than if you are married. That's men. yeah, that's true. I don't know if it's the same for women. And you know, know why they men. say it for men? It's because women encourage their husbands to go to the doctors, and if they're single, they don't go and check in on their health. Hmm, that makes sense. Some would call that nagging. <laughs> some, <laughs> pe- some people might say. But I know that. for my husband, like if I don't, I'm like, hey, you just need to go for your yearly checkup. He won't go. Totally won't go. So we're like women, I feel like because you know we have to go to the gynecologist and things yeah. like that. We are usually a little bit more on top of our health. Now, Kristen, you sounded like this is your first marriage, or have you had a few others? This is my first and only marriage. You say now, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So okay, I'm just curious because for you, Kristen, what was it about him <laughs> that he was? Because it sounded like you waited a while to marry too. Yeah. Um, you know, it just was one of those things. I was never someone who really wanted to get married. It wasn't a goal of mine in life. Um, we're not having kids. That's another thing. And, um, so I think for women, maybe if you want to have kids, maybe marriage is is a higher priority. I love Mm -hmm. working. I love my job. Um, and that was really my priority in life. Um, and then when he and I met, it just was like, it's a great partnership. We have a lot in common. We laugh a lot. And I think that even on the bad days, I was like, even when he frustrates me, it usually ends in laughter. So I think that that was kind of the thing that I was like, oh, I could do this. Well, is he... Um, versus other relationships where it had a lot more drama. And we're talking to Kristen Burt, who is a Hollywood expert, of course. Is he in Hollywood? Is, is he involved in movies or the Hollywood, um, I guess, lack of a better term, scene as well? He is Alec yeah, Guinness. he works as, yeah, <laughs> producer and uh, director in commercials. Um, so he is definitely in the industry. Wait a minute. Uh, kind of understands my job, too. Same so. spelling? Is, is he related? You're not kidding? That's his I name? I am kidding. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to say. Was he related to the other one? No. Oh. No. <laughs> so is he, is, is he someone whose work, if you mentioned something he did, we would know his work? Or him? Well, for... he... Some people may know him if they went to see his show because he did for like three, actually probably five years in total. He did the national tour, the Chicago company, the L.A. company of I Love Lucy Live. And he played Ricky Ricardo. And he's the official Ricky Ricardo for the um, Desi Arnaz estate. Is that right? Wow. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. Desi Arnaz so, and Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Now, does he? Yeah. So a how lot often, of people will know him from that. How often does he break out in Babalu for you? He didn't start hitting Never. the bongos at home? <laughs> Never. No, he, you know, I mean, when he was doing it all the time, like, he had to walk around half the time with, like, Ricky Ricardo hair. So, I mean, like, all of our early pictures of us dating are, like, mm. you know, with his little, like, pompadour. <laughs> or they with it. And greasy hair. <laughs> Some people might say they're a little ethnic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Latino, so he totally fits. I mean, yeah. it makes <laughs> Okay, h- it how, totally many, how many times a week does he call you Lucy? Zero, actually. He's never I, done I that? Says, oh, you're like his real-life Lucy. And I'm like, yeah, Kristen, yeah I guess so. I'm like, less, a little less zany than she I does. don't want to go too deep with this, but you've had to do some <laughs> role-playing here. <laughs> no, not really. Honestly, by the end of the day, like after he had done like two shows or something, like the last thing anyone wanted yeah. to talk about was Ricky and Lucy. Well, plus, in order to be a convincing Lucy, you'd have to start chain-smoking like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I do not want that Botox bill. So, so is he pretty tight then with uh, Lucy and Desi Jr.? Mm. He's not because the um, that has been – it's kind of – everything is kind of hands-off when it comes to um, their kids. Um, the estate 
works right. with, it's just like a bunch of lawyers. They uh. work in conjunction with the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival. Like, everything is sort of, like, through third parties. I thought uh, but, um, Lucy and Desi Jr. run everything, come, yeah. Yeah, Lucy Ernest did come see the show when it was playing in Los Angeles, though. Oh, very cool. It, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You, you did bring up the fact that he's the uh, official, uh, or uh, you would be the non-genuine without the seal, um, uh, uh, Ricky Ricardo, for the estate. Mm-hmm. Who is the Elvis for the Elvis estate? Is there? That's a, a great question. Is, is there? A, I don't know. That's an interesting question because someone has to be because if there are official events, oftentimes they will hire someone, and there usually is like an official one. Yeah, we. Need I don't a, think so. I think, I think in the case of Elvis, there are so many impersonators yeah. out there. People just go well, and, and hire. And it, it also raises the question: How many other Ricky Ricardo impersonators are there besides your husband? Oh, there are plenty. I mean, really? you don't have to be the official one. I'm talking about, like, at official Lucy and Desi events certified by the estate, like the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival. He is the guy. Is he and a dead ringer? With the Elvis estate, if they have um, Elvis, um, you know, events, that kind of thing, it's certified through the estate. I'm sure they have a, a go-to guy that they go to. Um, does he look exactly like him? I would say he's not a dead ringer, but he definitely looks like him. Because he, I mean. When he's dressed up. But normally not, like everyday life now. Because he was, uh, I mean, Desi Arnaz was not a small guy. And I don't mean that he was, you know, fat or anything. He looked like he was put together. And, and he was easy on the eyes. So, obviously, why you picked this guy. Obviously, well, yes. <laughs> actually, Doctor, that raised the question. Was he in character when you first saw him? Is that what you, did you fall for him or did you fall for Ricky? Yeah, Doctor Phil. I know. I think I've told this story before but uh, on the show, but I met my now husband um, <laughs> about five years before we started dating. My ex-boyfriend, who was my ex-boyfriend when I met him, but he, he introduced us. Was he, he a was, Fred Mertz? The official Fred Mertz? Really well. <laughs> Actor? What was that? Was he the official Fred Mertz? <laughs> no. Imitator? Totally the opposite. Oh. <laughs> My ex-boyfriend is, like, super tall and thin. <laughs> so, all right, he does that. Is there – because I, I I haven't met you, and I, I actually – I have no idea what you look like. Who – if you could be an imitator for someone, who would you most closely re- resemble or would you want to do? Uh, well, I – I'll tell you who I get when people are like, you look like, people tell me I look like Naomi Watson person. Well, that's um, a good one to have. Lot. It's a good one. Um, but I don't have, she's got blue eyes. So I don't see it as much, but people do. I also get Kelly Ripa quite a bit. And I think it's probably because we're kind of in the same industry. And Listen to you. Like a energetic personality. That's probably what it is. Better than me. I get Rick from Pawn Stars everywhere I go. <laughs> okay. I got to tell you all a quick story. There's a guy that uh, I've gotten to know at our local Menards. He is, when I walked in, I thought somehow it was one of those, it was like a reality show. But he went to Florida with his, uh, uh, some friends and he goes to a restaurant and suddenly the beers start coming over. This ho- the whole tab and their food is bought by people, and, he, and you know they come over. Hey, hey! He, they thought it was him, and after that, just abandoned him. I'm not sure they actually paid the check after that. Really? They, they ox- actually they really thought it was him. You two should get your picture uh-huh. taken together, or go to Vegas and get this picture taken with the other ones. When I go to Vegas, huh. my dad he goes, "Come on, let's go by the Golden Pond." Well, shop. you're not. I mean, you're much taller than he would be. Right, but when you know when you're on TV, people don't. So we went walking. I had the black polo shirt on and started walking alongside the gold and silver shop and everybody's head started to spin for you well you know what we're gonna we're gonna take a quick spin take a quick break and it's a lousy transition but we'll be right back with Kristen burton i'm brad huckle president of north american banking company ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking they always say the relationship with a client case in point true north oral surgery and implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice their banker julie marshall knows the ins and outs of what they do so when they need working capital and equipment loan or funds for expansion they call julie are you looking for a banker you can count on give us a call this is tom why not bank with my banker north american banking company a better banking experience member fdic an equal housing lender Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. 
Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We are back. The Tom Bernard Show. Tom is taking a personal day. I'm Bob Sansevier. Join, you know what? Let's go. Joined by Dr. Basham. Now, put in a plug for your show, Dave. Uh, I'm Dave Schrader from Darkness Radio. Uh, I'm the host of Midnight in the Desert, Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. till 2 a.m. You can hear me at midnightinthedesert.com. On weekends, I'm Darkness Radio. You can hear me at darknessradio.com. And on Tuesdays, it's True Crime Tuesday. And you can find all that at darknessradio.com. Man never sleeps. And, well, Andy... Is uh, is is handling king of never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, yes. And as I said, I'm Bob Sansfield. I'm going to give a plug. TheBSShow.net. I do the BS Show around the corner. And Kristen Burt, who, uh, well, you're you're a Hollywood celebrity. She does many shows. You do. So how many shows do I you do, do by the way? Um, how much radio do you do? Uh, I do three radio spots a week. Um, you guys are my favorite. I will let you know that. Um, but and then I um, and then I have my own show on Tuesdays. So for anyone who's a dance fan of like, so you think you can dance, dance with the stars, actually, any of that. It's uh, to the point. It's on DanceNetwork.tv every Tuesday at three p.m. Pacific time. Is it is it video or is it's, it audio? It is both. We do audio and video, so you can watch it either live on YouTube or you can check it out on iTunes or DanceNetwork.tv streams it live as well. So is that your background originally is dance? I did start out as a dancer um, and worked my way into entertainment reporting, which is a whole other story, But and I cover award show season, but uh, my specialty is in dance. I'm probably the only one in the country with my particular job of like the way I cover commercial dance here on the West Coast. So it's kind of interesting. I, I get kind of an insider view onto all of the Jennifer Lopez's World of Dance and So You Think You Can Dance and all the dance movies and everything else that's coming out. So so what kind of, I mean, you weren't like a Laker cheerleader, right? You're talking about real dancing. Yeah, I studied, I trained at Boston Ballet. I went to NYU oh, wow. on a dance scholarship, did musical theater, dance and stuff like that. Whoa. So. I'm classically trained. You are a trained trained professional, trained, experienced I professional. Am. How how are your feet? Now, I mean, it, oh, the, they are no, I mean, much that, better now. This is uh, starting to get uncomfortable. No, dancing. They were gross. You never ask a woman about her feet, Bob. You when they're dancers, you can't. You can't. You can. that, that's, this yeah. is not, not a mean mean. Oh, I know. I was a this skater. Is a whole I know. You're a skater. We, you, know, no, you can, you can no, ask no, no, these no. questions. My feet are up on WikiFeet. You guys know that there's a site, right? WikiFeet? No. I wish I didn't. Uh, there is, I, like, the foot <laughs> fetish people. There was a guy. My feet have made it onto WikiFeet. They don't call it. Criteria. So you have to have an IMDb profile in order to make it onto WikiFeet, which is like ridiculous. But because a lot of my shoes get taken photo, get photographed because I'm on the red carpet for like award shows, my darn feet are up there, and people rate my feet. How are you oh doing? Do you get a good rating? I'm doing okay. Are they? Are I'm they doing on... okay? If anyone happens to be on there, please give me more five star ratings. Great. <laughs> are, are they? Are they okay? I can't. I can't un- beat it. I can only join it. Are they uncovered or or, or that said didn't sound right? Uh, are, no. Are, uh, do you have yeah, sh- I mean they are my feet and shoes. Oh, okay. I mean there's like my feet on the like there's my feet. Anything I've I actually have made sure not to take pictures of my feet recently because mm. you know I can't control it if I'm on the red carpet and like a photographer takes it and posts it somewhere. But me personally, I no longer take photos of my shoes. If my feet are uncovered, um, like in a sandal or anything, because they wind up on the site. So is it pull them off my Instagram account and stuff? Are they like begging you to go barefoot? Is it scandalous if you went barefoot? No, I mean no one communicates with me personally. I just noticed it because it started showing up in my Google alerts, and I was like, Wikifeet, really? Uh, 
but it really, I mean, if you go out, I'm like, you guys can see it. My name's in there. No. Um, you'll see all of my, my photos. I mean, some of them are really casual so, photos. It just happens to be that my foot was photographed and I happen to be in a sandal. Kristen, have you ever gotten a letter addressed to Kristen Burt's left foot? <laughs> no, no. Fan mail. Would you please sign this picture with your I feet? When I worked in home shopping, when I worked in home shopping, I would get creepy, weird letters. That was probably... Cause, I was oftentimes in the overnight hours, and that's when weird people are awake. And they go, see, you must get this. You're overnight hours. Dave's question was a great question, Kristen. Could you answer that one? Did you hear it? No, what was it? Would you please uh, give me an autograph only signed with your feet? (laughs) That'll be the next. I won't do anything with my feet. That's why I don't take photos of my feet anymore. Because, like, every single time I'm like, oh, man, there's, like, another new photo up. You get the Google alert, and you're like, new photo. You're missing a big part. What you do is you start sending out um, 8x10s of yourself, but you just roll your foot in ink and then step on the picture, and I bet you could blow them out for 50 to 100 bucks. Oh, my God, easy. Bob will take two. You'll make more money than justify an American pharaoh do. Do, do you... Uh... See, I love this. I love that men are like, this is a business opportunity, and I think everyone else, like, female-wise, is like, this is disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But do you have any, like, <laughs> famous people who, who, who are admired right, your feet? You know, do, do, do maybe, like... A certain a certain international leader who was at a summit. Oh, Kim Jong Un, maybe either, either in the Western or Eastern Hemisphere, <laughs> or anything like that. Or do you, did you get notifications of who, who's there? I have no idea who's there. Oh, okay. I have no idea who's rating. I have no idea like anything at so all. Should, it just literally right. has like my name, my link to my IMDb profile, my feet. So and I should be like, worried, Kristen. I've the, got the an rating. IMDb break down the ratings. I've got an IMDb profile. Should I be careful about wearing my open-toed Birkenstocks to go out public? <laughs> now? I think you are safe. Anyone that is, who is female with an IMDb profile, game on. But so, out. Foot fetishes tend to be an almost exclusively male thing. Yeah, I know, but there's yeah. gay guys that I might like feet. To, I don't want to see your hairy toes. That's true. <laughs> Kristen, are, are you familiar I'm with... I'm going to start up a website, hobbitfeet.com. <laughs> <laughs> Were you familiar with... Was it Doug? What's Doug's last name? He was on KQ all the time. He had the foot fetish, and we actually sent a pair of uh, Jeff Passold shoes to him because he loved them. Oh, that's them. right. He was used it, to... I don't want to say the last name by mistake. Right? Yeah, he used to talk about He'd yeah. sniff them on... Yeah, he'd be like, uh, oh, I got Jeff's shoes. Is I... there a guy named Doug you know? He's like the... Uh, <laughs> that likes, oh, likes your feet? Is it Doug? I don't want to say I, it. I worked I with a guy remember. named Sal at my last... Um, newsroom job and he would comment on my shoes every day and then we had like a sexual harassment training and he stopped and I was like yep mm. well you know if you ever need you work do. on your feet Dr. Basham have you ever done I feet? Don't do, I don't do feet I don't do feet <laughs> you farther north? I don't, I don't do feet I don't do areas you have to look at with a mirror that's the two things I draw the line at <laughs> Why is that? He's a specialist. You have to draw the line somewhere. Do they have procedures to oh, I'm, well, yeah, a lot of plastic the, surgery to no, but, foot beautification? But, yeah. You know, the bunions and things like that. Those are not just for pain things. They're there to make you look a little bit better so mm-hmm. you fit into shoes. I mean, that's an aesthetic surgery to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Yeah. I'm just wondering if people and, like get the webs trimmed down yeah. in between the toes. Yeah, which, or, which is I weird. I my toes lengthened a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at my daughter. My daughter has web feet. She never really knew it. I go, oh, this is weird. <laughs> She's got web feet. She's, She's a hell of a swimmer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she, she might, and she has an IMDb she profile. she an IMDb profile? She might be up there. She might be up there. Oh Under God. web feet. Yeah. <laughs> if she was, would you want to finish? know? Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah. That's something you can't unlearn. That is so bizarre. <laughs> So, well, Kristen, I'm guessing, I mean, to be a dancer, you, you can't have a big feet, right? I mean, you must have tiny little feet. Yeah. My, um, you know, it, oh, I, here's something crazy. I just want to say this about wiki feet, too. You know, I've never um, <laughs> revealed what size my shoe. Wait, wait. I've never revealed what size my shoe are, but they have my shoe size up there, and it's actually accurate. Hmm. Well, so I was like, how do they know that? Anyway, measurements. I, have, yeah, I have a smaller foot, but I come from a small stock of ladies. Like, my mom is petite. All of her family's petite. So I was never going to be the girl with, like, the size 11 shoe. Well, okay. Are you going to tell us, or does Andy have to look it up on Wiki Feet? <laughs> <laughs> Wiki Feet. <laughs> uh, Elvis, I, I'm a six and a half, so. Six El- and Elvis seven, had that so, issue. Yeah. So does Eddie Murphy. Like, they would... They would. Uh, they were Bigfoot guys. They had guys that would check out the women's feet before they'd bring them back to meet Elvis. He wanted Bigfooted women. No, he wanted. Oh. They had to have pretty feet. If they were nasty feet, oh. they wouldn't let him near them. I yeah. dated a woman who That's had that weird. second toe that went about a foot Ooh. past her big toe, <laughs> and all I toe. could think was, 
I can't have children with a woman like this. And that was the end of our relationship. Well, there is something I agree with you because I was never attracted to stubby-toed women. Honey, keep your shoes on, Bob. Oh, Do you have stubby toes? Judges. I don't have stubby I don't toes. Have, and I don't have a foot <laughs> fetish. I'm going to be ill. Uh, <laughs> I, I have never this. cared at all. I, w- I grew up at the beach, and you notice feet when you're at the beach. Kristen seems to be coming back. This I'm very uncomfortable with this whole thing. Kristen, I, you know what? We'll get back to Hollywood next week. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so glad I mentioned like my wiki page. Um, but Who are you no, proud I've got of? High arches, so I think that's what gets me a good rating sometimes. Yes, <laughs> the high arches. <laughs> she won. Point. I have a really good toe point. I was a dancer. Of course. So you met you you top the top 100 list of Maxim's hottest arch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doctor Scholl's monthly <laughs> choice. <laughs> I can actually. Miss Mark, Miss Mark, come on, that's so good. I can point my toe really well, but I have fallen arches, so I wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't get on there. It wouldn't make it, Andy. Mm-hmm. Just well, fall short. Wait a second. Do, do men do men go up on toe? They drop a point. Yeah, no. they do. They don't. Uh, no, they don't. Unless you're with like ballet trocadero, yeah, which is not much. Yeah, that's a very specific ballet company. But other than that, no. well, a man huh. being a shower. on point <laughs> is a good way to break his toe. Is is the problem? It's a good way for a woman to break her toes. <laughs> well, Michael yeah, but that's why so many ballerinas. Who cares? It's a woman's. That's why so many ballerinas. Women have a higher tolerance for pain. <laughs> Let's put it that uh, way. And they also tend that. to weigh like seventy pounds. Well, Kristen, not to belabor this, but <laughs> but if you recall, no, no, no. there was the Seinfeld. Remember the Seinfeld episode where George was a hand model? Yes. Are there feet <laughs> yes. models? Yes. I would yeah. say there are. are. Hey, I'm sure there are. I actually used to be a shoe model um, when I lived in New York City um, to supplement my dance yeah. income during slower times. And you could pay, like, a lot of money to model shoes during shoe week um, where all of, like, the buyers would come in and take a look at new styles and yep. things like that. And we would do little runway shows. Oh, then I you, would make some great money. So you, you're, you, that's, you have that in common with my wife. She did exactly the same thing she was a in Chicago. Model? Yep, oh. same thing in Chicago. And yep. she did hand modeling. Wow. So she, oh, she must have nice hands. What's that? Yeah, she does. Yeah, beautiful. I don't hand. like to brag, beautiful. but I've, I've been ranked in the top three of ear modeling for the last 22 years. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, the ear I'm going to show you. Now, you have, you have a video, but I'll explain to the people. Maybe the doctor can. Uh, I could look for water with these fingers. <laughs> what is going it's like on a there? divining rod. Oh, you have kinodactyly or something. Yeah. And this is like if people ever say they have DNA. I have five children, Kristen. Uh, every one of my children have my fingers. They have the bent fingers? Yeah. Oh, but I, I ruined fingers? my career as a concert pianist. Well, interesting. Oh, okay. Maybe. No, all of yours. I, How many people right now are sitting at their desks looking at their feet and putting their fingers together to see if <laughs> I would say, all right, bent. doctor, <laughs> is, is there an inch weird. gap between the top? Yeah, I, can't, I, can't yeah. get, I can't get that much, but I can close. I can do both. Yeah. There you go. That's kind of a, yeah. I don't know. So if, yours aren't bad at all. So if ever anyone sees something that I write... And it doesn't sound right. It's because I hit the wrong key. <laughs> that would have uh, done it. Well, so Kristen, what is uh, what's the best? I'm switching off the feet thing. No, don't switch. Oh, then let's off. talk no, about the movie don't. Happy Feet. Your all-time Amazing. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Over. You must not like that. So no. glad we're done with feet. No, okay, but what I wanted to ask you: There's a lot of movies out now. What are you telling your friends when they say, Kristen, what should I go see? What are you recommending? I saw a movie last weekend that is coming out this weekend, and I think it really it crosses all age groups. It's Incredibles 2. And it's oh, been okay. over a decade since we saw the original. It picks up where it left, leaves off. Um, so if you have the DVD at home, it's kind of fun to like go back and watch and then go see this movie. It was so good. Um, it's about two hours. So it's a little bit longer than a normal animated film, but like kind of fun from start to finish, strong writing. And what's great is that the mother, uh, Elastigirl, kind of plays front and center in this particular um, movie, but the baby Jack-Jack has a role, and I was like, if anyone has kids, you're going to be buying a Jack-Jack like stuffed animal doll mm. this summer because she steals the show. So, same, see, I don't know if the, I'm trying to remember who played the part. Same voices? Craig T. Nelson was the yeah, dad. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson Holly and Hunter. Holly Hunter. Okay, so that hasn't changed. Because that was mm-hmm. a great movie. Changed. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> so that. So good. Um, how about the non-live action movies or non-cartoon ones? Um, I saw Ocean's 8, which came out last weekend, did really well at the box office. I'm going to be super honest. I was really excited to see this. It's a great cast. You have everyone from Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson. 
I think it could have been better. A lot of people said it's just boring. Like, and I to me, cute. I don't. I spent seventeen dollars. I did pay for this one. I did not see a press reading. Um, Seventeen bucks. Think about this. I spent seventeen dollars, and I'm like, I could have stayed home on a Saturday (laughs) afternoon waiting for it to come on Netflix. Yeah. Because here's my thought: we do all of these really smart um, sort of caper movies, a la Jason Bourne and things like that, and they're very intelligent, and men and women like them. Here you've got this stellar cast, which was amazing, um, and it just was a little bit dumbed down for me. And I was like, you could have made this caper a little bit more complicated because everything was just too easy for them. They're like, here we got, we're doing this, we're going to get this, and then, you know, there's one little obstacle, and like in three minutes it's all wrapped up, and then they move on to the next thing. And then you have characters like Mindy Kaling, completely underutilized. Rihanna, underutilized. I was like, yeah, you don't waste that. Hey, Kristen, we're going to take a quick break when we get back. I want you to tell me what it costs for a movie for you and your husband and you get the snacks because oh, I'm just God. curious how much more expensive it is in Hollywood to go to a sure. movie and have a snack or two we'll I'm talk gonna, about other stuff I'm going to guess $60 oh it's much more than that it's 34 just for the tickets alright we'll take a uh, quick break the Tom Bernard Show will be right back just like all of you I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says well I received my first my pillow and I love it it's very comfortable stays in that same exact position all night fantastic Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. For the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and I go, can't go, but don't you. I was hoping for Babalu. We are back to Tom Bernard Show. You can uh, check it out at TomBernardShow.com. Go there. You can catch all the uh, the episodes. And we're joined by Kristen Burt. Now, Kristen, just give me the number, you and your husband, and just tell you, 34 bucks for the tickets. How much is it for, I mean, do you get popcorn and a drink? I mean, it's, Andy thought 60 yeah. bucks. I thought that was light. Yeah, so uh, yeah, thirty-four dollars for the tickets for the two of us, and then we—I always get popcorn. I'm one of those with lots of butter and soda. So mm-hmm. you're looking at probably another—I mean, it probably—it's about fifty bucks for the, oh, the that's two lower of us. Than I thought. But you're forgetting the most important part, which is parking in California. Oh, you have to pay to park for theaters. Uh, you know, at most of the movie theaters, it's it's either free because it's validated, or it's a couple bucks. It's not. Oh, really? Much. See, the couple of times I've been out to, to theaters in Hollywood where we've had to park, we end up spending another fifteen to twenty bucks just for parking. Where are you parking? Well, where I kind of, I, I kind of drive a nice car. I yeah, want to make sure it's taken care of. <laughs> nobody, nobody takes care of the Geo Metro like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, are those are those the really nice seats, the reclining seats, or are they just the standard theater seats? So if you went to one of the really expensive theaters where they serve alcohol, oh yeah. Bring, if I went to one of the expensive theaters, that's like the IPIC and stuff like that, yeah. that you're gonna that's going to run you probably like seventy five. I'm sure. So you're going to the theaters. I, and I have to be honest, my entertainment bill is very low because I'm an entertainment reporter. We go to screenings more often yeah. than we go to actually pay for the movies. So um, we'll spend our movie, our, our money, our entertainment budget more on going to the theater, going to musicals that are in town and stuff like that yeah. because. 
Most yeah, by the time we get around to Oscar season, there's screeners showing up at our door like every five minutes. So, and right now we're in Emmy season. I have like boxes of every single TV show in my house. So, we're lucky. We're very fortunate in that part. Hey, Kristen, I was going to ask you. This is Dave. Um, you did uh, uh, QVC or Home Shopping Channel stuff? Yes, I did in Minnesota. I oh, did, did you? What's now called Evine Live? At a, you shop NBC when I was working for them oh that's i see i was with them before they were shop nvc when it was um value vision and then oh my gosh even before that yeah i used to and i did the late night shows too yeah i used to do the coin shows and i had to laugh when you you said you'd get the late night freak shows man would we get the creepiest callers on planet earth (laughs) oh did you work with sean wilsey or skip connelly skip connelly yeah yeah Yeah, skip and i used to do the show was carmella there then What's her, I'm drawing Carmella a was there briefly yeah. okay. for like the first year I was there. Yeah, I'm kind of uncomfortable, you know, where they, they seem to have segregated the men at late night and the women at late night. Maybe that was a good idea. No, we had a good mix. <laughs> we had a good mix of the, the, the different hosts. But it oh, was, oh, oh, okay. was it bizarre? And and the things we'd get. One night we're doing this. I it was we You get bored doing the show. It's like four hours long. You're talking about the same product over and over. We were doing a silver dollar show. And we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and we had to talk about... Why are these are so rare? And I go, well, you remember there was the Hunt brothers drove the price of silver up in the 80s. You had silver turn-ins during World War II. You had this, you had that. And then there was the great werewolf scare of 1963. People were melting down coins to create bullets. <laughs> People start calling in and they're like, where did that take place? When did this happen? Oh, my, oh my God. God. They actually believed it. And then I'm going through the rubles. I go, in this kit, you're going to get a 10 ruble, a 20 ruble, a 50 ruble, a Betty and Barney ruble. You're going to get and people calling, and they're like, are those real denominations? But then we would just get the creepiest late-night callers who would just, like, yeah, they just watching. breathe. Yeah, they'd be like, I was watching, and I bought one of those gold coins because I think that Lady Liberty looks really beautiful on it. <laughs> And the way they chisel her cheeks, oh. I wish I could find a woman like that in real life. And we're all like looking at each other and Skip Connolly be like, all right, thanks a lot. We'll talk to the next caller. <laughs> but, oh, we would just get the weirdest TBGB calls in the middle of the night for it, that show. Cool. Kristen, maybe you would know, is there a Wiki Lady Liberty? <laughs> what? A Wiki Lady Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't drop Hot it. Hot chicks dressed right. up as Lady Liberty. All right. can... well, we're going to turn serious now for a moment. Now, Kristen, what is the Hollywood reaction my guess is it's positive, but to uh, Robert De Niro basically saying F Donald Trump or President Trump. And then Cassie has an update. There's more to it. He's quasi semi sort of apologized. Yeah. CNN just wrote an article. Yeah. It says a day after he took a swipe at President Trump, Robert De Niro has apologized not to the commander in chief, but for him. And basically he's going to Canada saying, I'm sorry, we have an idiot president. And it's like it's one of those backhanded apologies. That's not an apology at all. Yeah. Well, he's not apologizing to Trump. That's he's just a, apologizing that's an apology, to Canada. Not apology. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like I, I was covering the Tony Awards. I was doing newsroom coverage for it on Sunday. When this happened, of course, everything was like leaked out. The international coverage, of course, had every single word in it. So that appeared on Twitter within a matter of minutes. But um, you know, I laughed. But I also think, and, and very honestly, even though everyone knows I don't like Trump, it's no secret. I think it was a really inappropriate place to do it because here's the thing that becomes the story instead of like Broadway and celebrating and all of this like great fun yeah. stuff. Cause I think it's one of the best award shows in that it's just happy and it moves quickly and it's over quickly and you walk away and you're like, that was fun compared to the Oscars, which is like hours and hours of like nonstop, like <laughs> thousand awards, everyone like, you know, patting themselves on the back. Like there's always genuine emotion at the Tonys. And I'm like, don't take away from these actors who are having this great night because that's all we wind up talking about is like an F-bomb towards Trump, which is ridiculous. Chris, well, I bet he knew that that's all they would talk about and that's why he did it. Well, and that's what I wanted. Do you think he's needy or nuts? Or maybe a combo? Um, yeah, maybe a little bit of both. I mean, I, 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 it is an attention getter. And I'm like, people that need to do that in that moment, I'm like, it's, it's just not the time nor the place. Like, go and like go in the park and protest and like F-bomb them all you want. Mm-hmm. But like, why are you hijacking CBS's Tony broadcast? And I get it. Like the audience got caught up in the moment and they, you know, stood up and they applauded and everything else. But I'm like, it's just such a bad look overall. Even, yeah. you know, it's our president and, you know, like it or not, you in, you know, in 2020, you've got the opportunity to try and vote him out. Do that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who have turned away from late night uh, TV show talks to the late night TV TV shows because of their politicization continued on an ongoing basis on and on and on. They've almost turned into a political 
platform. Uh, joke fest or platform. Mm -hmm. And if, if, the, if the award shows do that too, there's going to be a lot of people to turn away because they just don't want to hear that. They want to they hear the light stuff. They're, they don't want to hear heavy stuff at those awards because it's, it's a mindless thing to watch. That's why you watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and I have the cold. And, and it's true. Oh, go ahead, Kristen. Oh, no, I just was going to say, like, it's the same thing with Twitter. I have muted a lot of the certain political words because I'm like, I, I want to enjoy Twitter for just, you know, having conversations and learning things. I don't need this, like, I hate Trump or, you know, liberals are all just snowflakes. It's exhausting. Yeah, well, I have the quote uh, from De Niro. He says, I just want to make note of apology for the idiotic behavior of my president. It's a disgrace, and I apologize to the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and the other people at the G7. It's disgusting. Yeah. Who cares what he has to say? And I'm wondering, Kristen, yeah. you have a lot of friends, and you talk to them. Is the opinion you shared with us to the prevailing opinion or are people high-fiving about what he did? I don't think anyone's high-fiving publicly. Like, I have to say, like, we all kind of giggle about it privately. Like, oh, my gosh, can you believe what he did? But at the same time, when I, 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 love, I love theater. I love musical theater. They don't deserve that, and they don't no. deserve that to be the top story. And that's that. And, you know, listen, even in this town where everyone seems to hate Trump, there are plenty of people who like Trump. And you have to respect their opinions. Uh, and the only way you can really make a difference is, like, vote for him or vote against him when it's time for re-election. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like we're not going to change anyone's mind on either side. So, yeah. and, you know, I fall somewhere in the middle, and I don't know who the heck is representing me at this point. But, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. I'm like, come on, people. We've been arguing for two and a half years. It's exhausting. Well, Kristen, one thing I, I've noticed, like, between, like, someone like De Niro versus George Clooney, Dave and I watched a document. Was it? It was the um, David Letterman thing with George Clooney. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, no introductions I give more, needed. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I give more clout to someone like George Clooney, whether you agree with him politically. He doesn't come out in an irresponsible way, like yeah. De Niro is doing or whatever. I mean, he actually. De Niro's not helping. He anything. actually puts action behind his words. Mm -hmm. He goes and helps third world countries. His family adopted. His parents adopted like a or brought in a refugee from, I can't remember if it was from Iran or Syria. I think it was Syria. Syria. Think it was Syria. They brought in a Syrian refugee. Yep. Yeah, and they helped him, you know, establish a life here in America. I mean, that to me is a better way to get messages out and to actually make a change versus going on these award shows and just spouting off hate and just ignorance. There's no, I mean, for him to come up and say what he did, in a public way. I mean, that just shows how... Um, well, you got to remember, De Niro's kind of old now, too. And when you start mm -hmm. to get up into that age, a lot of the trigger mechanisms that kind of keep the couth level down seem to go out the window. How old he is just he? doesn't care. He's got to so, be mid-70s, right? Yeah, I don't mean that rudely, but yeah. that, that, when you get up into that age range, it's just kind of that trigger of caring what other people think goes out the door, oh. and you just state what's on your plate. But we've even had younger celebrities come out and say, I mean, Madonna came out what was it with her english Women's accent March, and she was saying stuff about blowing up the white house and just irresponsible yeah. statements so it's just like well madonna's entire career is basically like look how dumb i am so <laughs> did <I'm>... uh <laughs> did did springsteen and, and win a tony too, it's important like listen it's just like it, you're not going to change other people's minds and, and that's why george clooney is exactly he's like walking to walk and talking to talk he's like Here's where I know I can make a difference. If you are sitting there, and I think Alyssa Milano, even though she's very vocal on Twitter, she is like, you know, going to Congress and she's going to hearings and she's making her voice heard. She's at least taking action. So I can respect that. And anyone that's, you know, on the more conservative side, if they're sitting there saying, well, you know, I really believe in the NRA, if they're working their cause and putting their money or their time into it, that's good. You know, just sitting there squawking away on social media all day doesn't help anybody. But De Niro's also playing to his audience. When you see Bob De Niro, nobody wants a, an eloquent speech about change in our political atmosphere. They want to hear... Well, they cheered him. They, you're right. They, you want to hear, uh, you want to hear a, a, one of the Mafia Dons talking, and that was a mm -hmm. Mafia Don moment. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. weird. Did, did uh, Springsteen win a Tony by any chance? He won a special Tony for his work. So they, they do give, like, honorary Tonys, and he did receive one this year. And you know what? Your question, it's, it goes back to what we touched on before. He did hijack the Tonys. I don't know who won or any of it because right. the headline was all about him, 
And it was a, a self a self absorbed, selfish act what he did, because he had to know he would be dominating the headlines. That's terrible. Well, absolutely. And you know what? To me, the headline of the night should have been the Parkland students who stepped on that stage and gave a very emotional um, rendition um, from Brent. And uh, you know, for them to be there, not easy when they've lost some of their classmates and things like that. And I get that it's so political, politically oriented, but they weren't making a political statement. They were there to just share like their emotions through art, and you know, that's that. They were barely um, a footnote. And you're right. That's terrible because I actually saw that they were there, but it was buried in every story you would see. And now Cassie had made a mention of uh, David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Kristen, is he getting ready to do a biopic on our 19th president, Rutherford B. Hayes? That beard is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that beard is like out of control, isn't it? It's like, what the heck happened? He only shaved because he was on TV. I mean, honestly, but now he's on TV. He's like, I'm retired. Netflix is giving me a bucket load of money. I don't care. It, it, it's incredible. I mean, I didn't think that, it, however, he's been gone. I, I thought it would take decades to grow a beard like that. <laughs> I think he looks good with he's the beard. I don't know. What's that? I think he looks good with the beard. It kind of um, makes him seem more. Like what? Personal. Homeless? Like. No, not homeless. Just uh, <laughs> grandfatherly. Kind of like that grandfather look to Santa him. Santa Claus. Kind, kind of. of I mean, Dave, he's not overweight or anything. But. I think you're giving Dave. Do you want Dave to grow a long, bushy beard like that? I wouldn't mind. Oh, man. Not going to wow. happen. No. no? Yeah. Like, go date Duck Dynasty. I'm, not go, I'm sticking with my Rick from Pawn oh, Stars. Come on, look. I want to braid it. Mm. Um, so, so, I'm just looking. Springsteen's one, one award away from getting like the entire. Sweep, right? He's got an Academy Award. He's got the Grammy Award. Now he's got a special Tony. He just needs the Pulitzer and a Nobel. Well, he's he's got crazy amounts of of, uh, awards here. Well, who's received a hat trick? There's been quite a few now. Yeah. Um, Didn't Nathan Lane even? I think there's 14 or 15. Really? Yeah. Well, that's terrific. I didn't realize that many. What'd you What'd you call it? EGOT. It's the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Really, that many people? Cool. Yep. That well, I mean, the once, tough one. once Hollywood has a darling, you know, they can be very uh, favorable towards them. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, but it's actually surprising. It's not the people that you would expect who have the egos, honestly. Twelve. Um, it says twelve I mean, people have won all four. The youngest one is Bobby Lopez, and he's the composer for um, Frozen, and he does Winnie the Pooh for Disney. Mm-hmm. So. Well, how, how he did Book of Mormon. How many actors? Because you've got the list, Dave. How many actors have won it? Richard, Richard Rogers, Helen Hayes, Rita Moreno, John Gilgood, Audrey Hepburn, Marvin Hamlish, Jonathan Tunick, Mel Brooks, Mike Nichols, Whoopi Goldberg, Scott Rudin, and Robert Lopez. And on that note, Kristen, thank you so much, Kristen Burt. We will talk to you next week. The Tom Bernard Show will continue. Go nowhere. Be right back.